0: We thank you, God, that you are a God who uh, knows what's going on in our lives. You are a God who knows uh, what is going to happen in our lives. You, you, you know everything, God. And so with that in mind, Lord, we put everything before you, and we, we say thank you for loving us just the way that we are. Thank you for meeting us just where we're at. And Holy Spirit, you're welcome here today. You're welcome in this place. You're welcome in Heart and Soul Community Church. You're welcome in this one four six to one neighborhood and and each one of us as we're praying i would just encourage you open up your heart and say lord holy spirit you're welcome here inside of me would you lead and guide me would just speak a word of life to me today father i thank you i ask that you would stand in this my body that you would think with my mind and speak with my tongue lord i pray that you would say to us in this house those things that you would have us know in jesus name and everyone said. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, last week we began a a new series. Uh, We wanted to talk about the vision of Heart and Soul Community Church and what is it that God has called us to. What is it that that God has called us to do in our community and in this neighborhood. And so we're continuing today to dream about the kind of church that God would have us be. And uh, as we're talking about today, I pray that you're thinking and praying with me. God, where is it that you're taking us? I don't know about you, but I want to make a difference in the world. Can I get an amen? I want to make a difference. I want to be part of something that is making an impact. And I believe God has called heart and soul to make a difference in our community, to have an impact here in the people that live around us. That's why we're here, because God loves our community, and he loves us, and his power and love can transform us forever. Amen? I also believe that God wants to use you to make that happen, each and every one of us each one of you has been given unique gifts by god and we want to help you discover those gifts and use them for the glory of god and we're going to talk about uh uh, our gifts and how to use them and how god wants to use each and every one of us specifically next week so i encourage you not to miss that but we began last week talking about who god is calling us to be as a church and here's kind of after praying and thinking and talking and, and asking god to give us language so that we can connect with our community um in marriage there is a resource that is called the five love languages and here's what the resource is the resource suggests the book suggests that that everybody has five different love languages that they speak and they're as different as chinese is to english are you with me so if i try to speak to someone who only speaks chinese i can i can speak to them in english as much as possible but I, and i'm really trying but they're not going to connect because they don't speak the language amen and so one of the things that i learned in my married life is that this five love lo- love languages thing is really true and so i I, my love language is, is, is physical touch, and that's because when I was a kid, my parents, the way they showed me love was to give me hugs and kisses, right? Some other families don't do that. They do it differently. And so, but I thought, hey, everybody feels and gets love through physical affection. So I remember uh, you know, Pastor Joanne and I, uh, my late wife, uh, we were married for, for about eight years, and it took me about, I don't know, I want to say three years to figure out she speaks a different language than me so i would get i would you know come next to her and, and i had to learn now in my marriage to 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 amy and, and i've had to learn hey when i that her love language is different than mine and so the other ones in case you're wondering is words of affirmation some people just need to hear somebody tell them i love you they just need to hear words of affirmation some other people need to receive gifts it doesn't matter how much you tell them that you love them if you give them gifts they say hey they thought about me they were thinking about me that's so when they show love they want to give gifts and some other people uh so it's gift giving words of affirmation quality time is another one some people's uh, their love language is quality time some people and i for some reason i don't know why this is true but i have uh, th- uh, the woman that i have married Uh, Our acts of service, uh, acts of service is a love language. Yeah, there you go. Any acts of service, right? If you love me, you will serve. You will help. You will do things for me to serve to show that you love me. And so I would say, but 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 I just I just want to do this. I don't want to do this. I I don't know. But this is how this is how. So there are different love languages, right? There are different ways. There are different ways to speak the language. And so one of the things that we've realized here at church is that going out into our community and speaking uh, Bible language is not helpful sometimes because people don't know the language of the Bible. But, so we've been praying and saying, God, what is a language that we can use that can connect with people so that when we speak, they understand what we're saying in the same way that love languages have to connect in order to, to, to be able to connect, in the same way that Chinese and English, you know, you've got to figure out a translation there. What can we say to our community that we can bridge the gap so that when we speak, they understand what we're saying? So we've come up with this. We've been praying about this for a while. The Heart and Soul Community Church longs to be a place of hope. Say hope. Everyone needs hope. Amen. Heart and soul wants to be a place to belong, and heart and soul wants to be a place where you can find your purpose. You can find out why you were born. There's tons of people living their lives not realizing, why am I here? What is it that God has called me to do? And we want to speak language that our community understands. We are not abandoning our four pillars of connecting to God, connecting to others, serving one another, and sharing God's love. But what we are saying is that this is going to be a place of hope. And the, the great way that we find hope is through connection with God. Amen? And that this is going to be a place, where we, we can, a place where we can feel like we belong. And the way that we belong is to connect to other people. And that this is going to be a place where we find our purpose. And the way we find our purpose is through serving, using our gifts and talents for God and for others, and through sharing the love of Christ with people. And so we, we believe that God is calling us to that. That's who he's calling us to be hope belonging and purpose we talked about how the lord of the church jesus christ said that god's spirit was upon him jesus went into a church service and took over the microphone and jesus said this the spirit of the lord is upon me and it's upon me to do several different things to bring freedom for the captives i've come to proclaim good news to the poor and i mentioned this last week and i mentioned it this week this community has a lot of poverty And here's the good news. Jesus Christ came for this community. Amen? Because where there's poor, God says, I came to preach the good news to the poor. And it's not bad news. It's not semi-news. No, it is good news that there is a hope greater than just the dollars we have in our pocket or in our bank account. Praise be to God. Amen? He came to open up blind eyes. If there's sickness and disease, we serve a God that I believe, not in our own power. We can't conjure it up, but where the Spirit of the Lord shows up, there is freedom. Say, freedom. And Jesus says, I've come to proclaim freedom for the captives. I've come to open blind eyes. I've come to set the oppressed free. I I, I was preparing for today, and I was thinking, what is oppression? You know, it's kind of like a constant burden. Somebody kind of pushing me all the time. Sometimes oppression is mental or emotional oppression. We just feel oppressed. Jesus says, I've come to set the oppressed free in Jesus' name. Amen? So he has freedom available to us. And then he says, I've come to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. That's the Lord of the church is who's saying this. And so if the Lord of the church comes for the poor to open up blind eyes, to set the oppressed free, to bring freedom for the captives, to proclaim favor, this is the year of the Lord's favor, then what kind of church should we be? I pray that we're a church that helps and prays for people that blind eyes will be open, amen? That captives will be free, that the oppressed will will get the chains off of their lives. Somebody, a wise person once said that we cannot give what we don't have. And sometimes one of the reasons why the church is not able to give that to the community is because we as a church in here are full of oppression sometimes or are full of things that we need to be set free from or or sickness and disease. And my prayer is that as God's spirit moves through heart and soul, that it will touch each one of us as well that freedom will come to our houses, freedom will come to our issues, the chains that are in your life and mine will come off in Jesus' name because that's the Lord of the church. It's Jesus the Christ. Amen? And we believe that this neighborhood needs that. This community needs that. I remember the week before uh, Christmas Eve, the Sunday before Christmas Eve, we were out handing out invitations to church and and you know how it is. Like, we're out in the we're out in the streets, and there are some streets. I'm like, yeah, I'll walk some, through that street. But there are some other streets. I'm like, let's go on to the next one. You know what I'm talking about? And I remember walking through one of the streets, and, and there was one, one, cor- one of the corners. And there was a car and a bunch of guys, and they were talking in a fun way. And so my fleshly instinct is, I mean, you know you know how i feel you've you've, heard, you've seen me this before you know sometimes i feel like when i go up to somebody i was like hi my name is pastor lewis would you like would you like to come to church please right that's how i feel so i'm walking with, with the other person that was was uh, giving out invitations with me and i just sense lord I say, just go over there and i'm like but lord there's a bunch of guys and it's probably not safe so I i don't think so <laughs> go over there okay fine let's go over there so we go over there and it's amazing. You know, all I can say is, and it wasn't like revival came, but when we started talking and, and we just, hey, we're from the church and we just, God loves you and, and, and uh, we want to pray for you and, and just want to invite you to Christmas Eve. you got any family? Things just change. Those thuggish looking guys that I didn't know from afar, how many know that it's different looking from afar than getting up close, right? And, and, and aren't you thankful that God doesn't just see us from afar, but he, he gets close to us? That he doesn't just take what other people think of us or, or how we perceive, but he gets close to us and is willing to love on us just the way we are. And so we had a, a nice conversation, and I just blessed the guys, and, and I'm still alive. Praise God. And, and listen, we never know. We never know what a, just a move forward will do. Just a hello, and a word of encouragement, what that will do. That's what we're trying to bring to this community because their needs are the same as yours and mine. <laughs> they want hope at the end of the day oh i'm in a gang i'm in a gangster i'm doing this why 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 because i want to belong to something i want to be part of something greater than just my life which seems miserable i don't have any money and these guys at least they might not be doing good things but at least i'm a part of something we all have what i call a longing for belonging say a longing for belonging we all have a desire for we we long to be connected The definition of belong is to be a member or a part of, and that that, that has a typo in there and I apologize for that, but it's to be a member or a part of is what it should say. A particular group, organization, or class. That's what's to belong, which is your first fill fill-in. to belong, is to be a part of, to be a a member of something, to to be a part of a group, an organization, something. I remember when I was a kid, I was not the athletic one in my family. My older brother is in town. He's uh, working for a few months, and he's in town. And, and we were out uh, yesterday. Um, we were out bowling. Uh, my, my other brother's in Syracuse, so like three of us siblings were out bowling. How many know when siblings get together? it matters who wins bless the lord right (laughs) it's just it just does hey who's gonna win this and so we were out there but i remember my older brother was super athletic always and i in the athletic field was kind of sort of like what you heard me you know do earlier like hi can i can i play please guys right And so I, I was never picked, and you know he was in all the cool teams, and I was just kind of not. And so he got to be a part of. He had to. He had to. Uh, you know, he was able to belong to these really cool sports teams that I, I just wasn't able to. And, but there's always something inside of me that longed to be part of that. And we all we all know this, you know, from family to our culture. You know, when something stuff is happening in Puerto Rico right now, well, that's that. That, that's a, an island and it's people that God loves, but they're my people too, right? Because that's my bloodline. And something happens when, when it's, it's our people. There's something about it because, because we, we belong to those and we identify with what they identify with. There's something about, about belonging to a group, belonging to a team, belonging to a family. Last week we talked that there was a church, one, there was a, a time in history when there was a church where amazing things happened a church that was full of hope but also welcomed people and allowed them to truly belong the church is supposed to be the family of god say family of god and this church and this early church they did things right and we're going to look again at some of the things that they did because i think it's important you know um the bible is our manual the bible teaches us how to live and so if you and i want to do church right we got to look at how church was done in the bible can i get an amen And so here's how church was done in the Bible, the very first church that existed. Here's some of the things that happened, and it's right there in your notes. It goes like this. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together. Imagine this. In the temple courts, they broke bread. Imagine this. In their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, they praised God and enjoyed the favor of all the people. And the Bible says that the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The Lord added to their number how often? Daily. That means every day. There's a a preacher who tells a funny story who was trying to encourage his church and say, folks can you imagine can you imagine what it would be to to add to their number daily even if it's just one person a day i mean think about it let's do the math you know think about it one person every day that's seven days a week that's seven people and then and then uh, the weeks and all this how many is that he's up there trying to figure it out and somebody just says 365 (laughs) how many think it would be cool if we were able to touch the lives of 365 people this year amen and i know we yeah, there you go, leap year. That's right. Thank you, Debbie. God's giving us a little bonus. But what? And here's the deal. What if you were able to smile or encourage someone or just tell them, hey, God loves you. I'm just praying for you. You say, hey, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. It's okay. Hey, God loves you. Uh, you know, if you ever want to come out to church with me, you know, you can come with me. That's all. Or just smile, just love on someone. On Mondays and Thursdays, Sister Ida is away with family this week, and, and uh, we're, we're praying for some of her family members as well. But on, she's, she's been faithful Mondays and Thursdays is here. What we bring, when people come in, we just want to tell them there's hope, there's hope, there's hope. You can belong, you can belong. But you know what the deal is? Most people, a lot of people that walk through those doors on Mondays and Thursdays, they don't believe that they can belong. They just don't believe it. Now you you say that, but you don't know me. You say that, but you don't know what's going on in my life. And my prayer for them, for you, and for me, for folks that would come and join the church as, as the, the year progresses is that they would know that there is a God who loves people this much. And He is wide open. He loves people. He wants to embrace, He wants to allow folks to feel what it means, like, feels like to belong. Amen. So belonging, we're going to talk about that. The people belonged. And here's the the next film. They belonged because they believed. They belonged because they believed. And here's what the scripture says. Again, you have it right there. All the believers were together and had everything in common. And so one of the keys is believe. So they belonged because they believed. Say believed. The message of Jesus had so resonated with these group of people that they had decided to give their lives for him. They had put their trust in him. That what Jesus did on the cross, when he died on the cross, it was a a bloody, painful death, they believed that he did that for them. And they called, they were called believers. And here's a question for you today, and this is a challenge for this community this year. Do you believe? (laughs) We invite you to believe in Jesus, and some people say, well, how can I do that? And here's my encouragement today. Taste and see that the Lord is good, is what the Bible says. You can't know if something is good until you have tasted it. Did you know that? I, you know, pray for me. I'm starting tomorrow on a diet that I don't want to tell you about because I'll start crying if I do. Uh, but I am starting on this diet tomorrow. It's a special diet. I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, but, but I have a, a brother that's encouraging me in it and he just simply said hey just try it out see how you feel when you do this part of that is I got to change some of my habits and so I tried something called almond milk the other day anybody ever heard of almond milk God bless you so the other day you know I remember uh, uh, Amy got it for me and it was like a moment right like I'm used to eat. I love whole milk Like regular whole milk, and so the the glass of of almond milk is there, and I'm I'm grabbing it, I'm I'm fearless and I'm courageous, so I'm grabbing, I'm shaking, right? I'm like, oh my, how is this gonna taste? I have you know my entire life, I am that kid who who would always ask, can I get this this way and not that way? You know, again, pray for me. And so I I had the almond milk and I tried it, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, it's not that bad. I thought it was gonna be bad. It's okay. Yes, I can drink almond milk, praise God, right? The reason why I had no idea how it tasted was because I never tried it. And so there's so many people in our community who have heard about Jesus, have been in the service, have talked about Jesus, their mama or their daddy had a relationship with Jesus, but they themselves have never tried, they've never experienced what it is to be, to fall on your knees before the Lord and know that He sees everything I've ever done and He still loves me and He's still calling me and He's still taking me to a higher place. They've never experienced that, so they cannot know what it feels like to have that relationship. That's what we want for this community. Amen? They belonged because they believed. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Here's what the scripture says. Those who belong to Christ Jesus. This is not in your notes. It's Galatians 5 verse 24. Brother, if you find it, you can put it up there if if you're able to. Galatians 5 verse 24 says this. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Believers... Who have believed in Christ, we w- those who belong to Christ, you say belong. We're talking about a place to belong. And the first part of this is, is that they, they belong because they believe. Because those who belong to Jesus Christ have crucified the flesh with its passion and desires. In other words, I can't keep doing what I used to do. I have to surrender my life to God. I believe, therefore, I am yours. I belong to you now. I am yours. The Scripture also gives this amazing benefits to believing and being part of the family of God. It says this, and this is Galatians 3, verse 29. It says this, If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And we did a whole series on Galatians, and I don't have time to go into this now, but suffice it to say that when we belong to Christ, there are benefits, say benefits. You know, jobs have benefits. Being a part of the family of God has incredible benefits. The believers in this church were together, had everything in common. They gave to anyone who had need. They met together and so on and so forth. Here's the next feeling. They belonged because they chose to be together. They belonged because they chose to be together. I don't know about you, but there is power and beauty in Together. I often tell folks in the community, we will love you if you let us. Give us a chance. There's something beautiful about being together. Freedom is found when we come together. What we can never do alone, God does in us and through us while we are together. We want to be a place where lonely folks can find a family, belong to the family of believers. Amen? Because we need help. If somebody tells me I have an addiction, I tell them, here's what you need. You need God. And they're like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So I need God. But you also need people. <laughs> you need God and people, God and people. There is no freedom solo. There are no lone rangers in Christianity. We need each other. Can I get an amen? And we want to share with this community, listen, uh, hope, belonging, it's together. This early church, they belonged because they believed. They belonged because they chose to be together the next one they belong because they looked after each other they belong because they looked after each other the scripture says that they they had everything in common and listen to this they were together have everything they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need they they looked after each other they continue to to check in with each other if there is someone that is not here at church and and you've missed them i want to encourage you i'm going to empower you it's not just the pastor who can reach out to them i want to encourage you give them a call send a text message on facebook nobody can hide these days because facebook is is all seeing right i want to encourage. hey we miss you we love you and it's part of the early church they belong because they looked after each other they cared about what was happening in each other's lives the next one, they belonged because they spent time with each other. They belong because they spent time with each other. When's the last time that you've been able to spend time with someone from the church community? Maybe someone from around here. Again, one of the cool things about Mondays and Thursdays, Coffee and Jesus, is we get to just hang out with people from the community. Amen? It's a beautiful thing. I encourage you to be a part of that. They looked after each other. They s- spent time with each other. Um, they belonged because they were honest with each other is the next one. They belonged because they were honest with each other. Here the scripture says, They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. They were, they were hon- glad and sincere. Say sincere. Sincere. There's something amazing you know I can have conversations with a hundred people, but I'll always remember a conversation where I can be real with someone. There's a guy in college, I'm not really close friends with him, but there was one day where I, we sat down and started talking and we talked for like three hours about real stuff. And even though he's not like my buddy, whenever we see each other or connect, we're like, man we, I love you man because that night we talked about real things. we were honest, we were sincere. What happens oftentimes is people come to church and they get come into gatherings and they're asked, "How are you doing? Everything's fine. How are you doing? Everything's okay." And they're never able to sit down and have an honest, sincere conversation with someone. "I'm actually dying. Please pray for me. I need God to move in my life." That's sincere, and there's beauty in that. Listen, the church is supposed to be a place where we can be honest with each other. The church is supposed to be a place where we can be sincere. One of the reasons why sometimes people do crazy things and, 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 and somebody says, how could they do that? It's because they never had the opportunity before they got to that place over here to share honestly with someone. And maybe if they had shared honestly about their struggle, about the addiction, about whatever they were going through, maybe they could have been saved. They belong because they were honest with each other. Your longing for belonging can only truly be fulfilled in the family of God, is what I believe. That longing can only truly be fulfilled in the family of God. What would the result be of being this kind of church? Uh, it's an amazing thing. There's a there's a scripture in the Bible uh, where where the scripture says, "Whoever belongs to God." Here's what God says. Again. Belonging to God not only makes us Abraham's seed, but allows us to hear what God is saying. we become part of the family. Here at Heart and Soul, we talk about connecting to others. To belong is to connect. Say connect. There are connect or life groups that we have. We have a Thursday group at 6 p.m. on Thursdays that meets, and, and they have a meal, and they talk about the Word, and they just enjoy time together. They were together this past Thursday. It's a beautiful thing. We are hoping to begin several other groups throughout the year, and if you are interested or God puts it in your heart to help us do that, please come talk to me. Get connected. Say get connected. It's part of belonging. Come to church on Sundays. You know, I tell people, you know, even once a week, just coming to church, even even if craziness is happening, there's something that happens when we show up and we rub shoulders and we're honest with each other. We can pray for each other. There is something powerful about coming to church. Amen. It's not just the religiosity of it. It's that you and I need it for relationships. We need it to survive. Here's what the people in the early church did to become that kind of church. And the scriptures there on your notes. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And so the next fill-in is this. This is what we can do. What can I do, Pastor? Devote ourselves to the teachings of the Bible, to fellowship connecting with people, breaking of bread and praying. This is what we can do. I've learned in my 42 years on this planet, most of them I've been walking with the Lord, here's what I learned. There are things that we do and there are things that God does. God will not do what only you can do and and we cannot expect God can do what only we're supposed to do. Amen. So Here's what the scripture says. Uh, so before they saw miracles, before they were together, before they looked after each other, before all that happened, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, the fellowship, to breaking a brand to prayer. And after that happened, when they started moving, they started sharing and loving each other. They started praying for the sick. Here is what happened. And this is the next, the next verse. They were praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved that's what God did and so here's an next one this is what only God can do amen God is the one who touches people's hearts you and I don't need to save anybody we can't save anybody that's God's work what we do is we love them what we do is we welcome them what we do is we share what God has done that's what we do what God does is add to our number daily those who are being saved transformation comes from God so here's my last thought here May we as a church this year in 2020, may we be a place of hope, a place to belong, and a place to find your purpose. Why, 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 why? Because you and I have been deceived by what we're calling counterfeit gods. And the community has been deceived by counterfeit gods. Here's a counterfeit god. If you go after money, you will be happy. You get some money, but you're still the same. If, you, if you're able to marry that person, my life will be great. They get together with that person, and my life is still miserable. It's a counterfeit God. Because we make an idol, a God, out of something that's never supposed to be God. The only one that can truly satisfy is the true God, and he calls us to belong to him and to his family. When we walk into that, hope comes, belonging comes, and purpose. But it will never come if we're embracing a false God. How sad would it be if I worshiped this chair as my God? Oh, chair, I worship you. That sounds ridiculous to you. Pastor, what's wrong with you? You're putting your faith in something that is dead, but that's what you and I do sometimes. We put our faith in other things or other people, and we idolize them. If, if, if I get this, no, 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 no. It's, it's the Lord. What we need is the Lord. We want to become a place of hope, a place to belong, a place to find your purpose in jesus name let's pray father thank you help us we ask that your holy spirit would move among us that we may be able to become this kind of church that we would say no to counterfeit gods in our own lives that we would be able to walk in the true light of your love and who you are that we might be able to present your gospel your good news your love to others so that they can experience hope in god there is always hope Lord, we put this church before you this year, even now. We surrender Heart and Soul Community Church to you. Have your way. Holy Spirit, do what you want. And Father, start with us here and allow your spirit to move through us to others. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen.